Nebraska Public Media Sports brings you live coverage of the girls and boys NSAA High School Soccer Championships from Morrison Stadium at Creighton University. Monday, May 13th, see Class B girls at 8.30 p.m. Central and Class A girls at 8 p.m. Central on Nebraska Public Media. Welcome to Hurt at Sports Radio. Kicking off hour number three here on Hurt at Sports Radio on AM 590 ESPN Omaha, ESPN Tri-Cities. And for hour number three, we're on KFOR in Lincoln. I'm Robbie Lula. Andrew Rogers here with me. And joining us now is Anna Bellinghausen. Anna, how are you? Oh, Shane, turn her mic on. Hello. There she is. Shane doesn't want me to Come talk on, on the show. Shane. Can you hear yourself fine? Can no. you hear us fine? No. What now I now? can. So Monday, over the weekend, yep. Anna and I did the Big E shoot-around show yep. at Creighton before the big game against St. John's, and I picked her up because she's like, my car is buried. <laughs> she drives this little white Camry that we can see from the windows mm-hmm. now. On Monday, did you go out there and shovel the snow away, or <laughs> was that today that you did that? Okay, I actually have a good story about that. So I went outside yesterday too because we had a stay at home day monday because it was so cold and then i don't know what those are yeah so you guys don't get those or snow days you're like the kids that never get the fun (laughs) we're the ones that are always in school yep we did stay at home on friday and sasha but but we get online learning yeah Yeah, yeah, you have online learning you don't get yeah you get (laughs) the remote days. days yeah no snow days so i go outside i'm like all right it's time i have to try to start my car it started didn't sound pretty but it started and then i went behind it because that's where the snow like drift was behind my car pretty much where everyone else is if you hadn't left yet so I got my little shovel (laughs) it's literally like this like that's how big the shovel is and it's for like a porch is really what the (laughs) shovel's for I go to porch no a porch (laughs) not not my porch like a deck (laughs) a deck and so I, I go to scoop the first thing of snow it snaps like the whole oh, the shovel no. snaps snap because I like oh I guess was I, it so heavy? I, I, I overestimated how heavy the snow was for this little tiny shovel. It's like a lime green shovel. I look like a little kid out there <laughs> just, like playing in the sand. It snaps in half and then it catches my pants I'm wearing and rips a hole in oh, them. Oh no! And, and I just go back inside. I'm, like, <laughs> yeah. I'm not going. Yeah, I'm dealing with this later. <laughs> I'm like I'm, I'm not I'm not going. This is a problem for future. So how'd you Anna? get out then? Like. I, I went back out and shoveled oh, the rest, okay. but I had to be really careful. I used like the end of the shovel <laughs> and people were just driving by me, like not helping, nothing. Oh, it's fine. That <laughs> is, no one else wants to get out in that no. cold. That is the, that was the worst part about apartment living was when you yeah. had to like, they would get, mm-hmm. they'd get, you'd get scooped in mm-hmm. and then you're like, um, I live in an apartment. I don't have a shovel. Right, yeah. Like what's happening here? I used to just. Uh, I used to just throw it in reverse and just gun it out of there and hope uh-huh. for the best. <laughs> but you have a car that tie off the ground. Now I do. Yeah, yeah. when I lived in an apartment, I didn't. So oh I was man, just I, I can't was just imagine doing just my packing best. up against my car. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's a harrowing that's a harrowing story there, yeah. Anna. I'm glad you glad you made it here. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, how was the uh, the Big E shoot around? That seemed like it was fun. Yeah, it was super fun. This is the first year the Big East has done that, and they're it, it's kind of like a college game day, uh, Big Ten kickoffs big noon kickoff sort of thing that they're um that they're going for and i think it works really well despite all the weather there's still like what 200 at least people there two to three hundred people in that event space right but i don't even know in the venue how many people showed up to that game they said it was seventeen thousand. yeah it looked pretty full i was impressed i I don't know how accurate that is but 
17,000, I mean, regardless, if you're anywhere between 15 to 17 at CHI on that day, mm-hmm. or a lot of people... Yeah, it wasn't fun driving in. Yeah, you couldn't even get out of your, your neighborhoods in a lot of cases. So, yeah, that was super fun. Andrew, thanks for doing that with oh, me. Oh, no, it was a blast. I... I appreciate you thinking of me, but overall, I think that is such like a good, a good effort for the Big East mm-hmm. right now because the, in terms of conferences, they're falling behind because they are only basketball, so they don't have the football element. Uh, they really don't have like a strong baseball element no. either. It's just basketball for them. So any way they can brand mm-hmm. themselves to get bigger and and. Look, the Big East basketball uh, conference is one of the biggest. Yeah, so, it's like, one of the best. I'm, yeah. I'm not going to sleep on that and say that they aren't, you know, what the Big Ten probably is to uh, the college football world. But overall, to get more stuff out like that mm-hmm. is it, just so much better branding for yeah. for the teams that that need it the most. Mm-hmm. Because you look at look at what we have right now in the top 25. You have the number one team in the country in UConn. Now everybody knows the name UConn and has known it since probably 2000, since they've won a couple of national championships in that time. Creighton has always been ranked and always been good. You have Marquette that's yep. like really coming alive at this point. Some of the best teams in basketball are in the Big East, and I bet without like that being the case, you walk around and you ask just fans all over the country, can you tell me three teams in the Big East? I doubt anybody could name more than two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, basketball is, I mean, they're bread and butter, obviously, but I think they're finding creative ways to compete with the bigger conferences. And you see the same thing in the mid-major level too. The Summit League and the Big Sky, they did their own challenge because they wanted their schools to get meaningful games because the Power Five schools won't come and play them. And they need meaningful games for the resume builders because there's a huge difference between being a 12 seed in the NCAA tournament or being a 16 or 15. So I think there's been an effort to kind of counteract everything that's happened with the conference realignment. But I think they've done a good job from the Big East to the mid-major level. And I'll tell you what, too. It's, it's fun whenever you sit at a desk like that. And it's like, even though it's, you know it's only on a YouTube stream, it feels like you've made it, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> like it feels like, man, like this. I, 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 I'm one of those that travel around for college game day, and like I'm sitting, I'm sitting here. I'm not just the guest picker. Like I'm actually somebody that's relevant, and you know that's that's a cool feeling in itself. But no, I'm happy you brought up the Summit League because a graduate of UNO. You know, basketball is pretty good this year. Yeah. Top of the conference. First place. I think they were tied for first place. I'm mm-hmm. not sure if that got shifted around uh, by today. But Frankie Fiddler, I mean, he's one of my favorite players Omaha's ever had. Mm-hmm. Also for the fact that he's so good and doesn't want to leave. Because you see so many guys get poached at the mid-major level, especially in the Summit League. Like The freshman of the year always is going to get asked, hey, we got some money for you at a Power 5 school. But I think it's so special when those guys – commit to these mid-major programs and you see them succeed and I got to be on a game with Weber State and they have one of the best players Weber State could be a tournament team this year yeah they have a couple of the best players and you you look at Dylan Jones a guy who's going to go probably first round in the NBA draft for for Weber State there it's it's really cool that those guys stay and Doing that game, I got to hear more about Damian Lillard and his time at Weber State and the coaches that interacted with him. After his freshman season, Dame went up to the coach and said, I'm not leaving. Like after his freshman year, so many rumors, everyone's talking. Damian Lillard goes into the coach's office. He's like, I'm not worried. What are you talking about? Like, I'm not leaving. What are you? If NIL was around popular when Damian <laughs> I'm Miller was sure there, they could have sure threw some left. dollars, though. <laughs> well, Anyways. It's, it's, it's kind of funny, that, though, because you have, you have guys that 
whether it's like a uh, Dame Lillard at Weber State or like a Steph Curry at Davidson. And CJ mm-hmm. McCollum went to Lehigh. Yeah. yeah. You've got guys that uh, I, I bring up those two specifically because I know you, you mentioned that story with Lillard, and I've heard similar stories with um, with Curry where it's like, hey, you guys didn't want me then. You don't get me now. Mm-hmm. You know, because I know Duke came calling, and ironically enough, Steph's little brother ends up playing for Duke after Yeah, they didn't want to mess up twice. <laughs> yeah, well, well it, uh, he was a transfer, though. He started at Liberty, averaged like 20 points a game, ends up at Duke. Um, and obviously, he's had a nice NBA career as well. But you, you have guys that kind of have that mentality. Yeah. It seems like Frankie Fiddler's kind of in that same mode where it's like, hey, if you, if you didn't want me coming out of high school, like you don't get the benefit of and the doubt now. And that's so his personality, too. Yeah. Omaha was his only D1 offer, and he sat up on the stage during our Mavericks All-Access show, and he goes, I want an NCAA tournament. Just straight up said that. And I think that confidence just oozes around with this team. And I think it's it's fun to see. It. And it's cool to have a hometown kid from Bell West do so well at this stage. And I think he's starting to get more national recognition. I mean, of course, his freshman season, he got on SVP. He's got Van Pelt. Um, best thing I saw segment with yeah, that you know, was, that Fiddler on the roof. Shabby. Yep. Like that was it was like nine points in what, a minute and a half well, or something he, crazy. It, he made I think it was 11 because I it think might have been had 11, like three yeah. threes and then a two mixed in there mm-hmm. as well. But mm-hmm. he hit the game winning yeah. three. And I mean, just watching that Omaha team come back. And I was standing on the baseline when he made that shot. And you knew who the ball was going to. Mm-hmm. Everybody knew who was getting that basketball mm-hmm. except the opposition. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like you guys don't realize that this guy is, I mean, he's hotter than fire right now. Yeah. Yeah. He's definitely hotter than it's in here right now. But <laughs> Frankie Fiddler is a tremendous athlete. And what I also love about him, too, is just how he carries himself, kind of what Anna was alluding to. I mean, he's a funny guy. Mm-hmm. He's got dry humor. So he's really relatable. He doesn't think he's all that. But, like, the guys that don't think they're all that but somewhat know that they're all that they have a confidence uh, still yeah. yeah those are the best type of athletes in any sport mm-hmm. like you know you're good enough to be there right but you're not going to like tell everybody you're good enough and to anytime be there. I ask him about his performances he always it's all credit back to his teammates and I think that says a lot about him because yeah he has that confidence confidence and swagger on the court but I don't think it makes him too egotistical to where he can't give up a ball to a teammate that's more open than him. Not only is that a credit to his upbringing, but it's a credit to uh, his his high school coaches mm-hmm. as well, and mm-hmm. and the people over at uh, at, Bell, at West. Bell West. Yeah. I almost said uh, the other one, uh, Bell West. Because you look at Chucky Hepburn a little bit, yeah. and he's kind of the same way. Mm-hmm. Like, he's not he's a, somebody to boast. He's a dominant guy, too. You see it on his face. I mean, I would not want to go 1v1 against Chucky Hepburn. Uh, UNO's got, or Omaha's got a big game against South Dakota State tomorrow. Um, that's a big matchup for them on the road to see if they can continue their little uh, nice streak against the Dakota schools here in the last week or so. Um, and I think that. They've got a stretch coming up here that will go a long way in determining uh, whether or not they end up making that NCAA tournament run that Frankie Fiddler's Mm -hmm. hoping for. Uh, Switching gears to Creighton a little bit here, Anna. Obviously, they've got a huge matchup against UConn tonight, going for the first win in program history over a number one team. Now, that sounds dramatic, (laughs) but it's also they didn't have a ton of opportunities until recently Mm -hmm. to be in that conversation. Um, I know they played Gonzaga a handful of years ago as a number one, but even these really, really good like Villanova teams and stuff are usually like three or four or five. So it's not like they haven't beat really high quality teams before, but never beat a number one team in the country. Um, 
last year. They obviously split with UConn. I guess, does the what weighs more in your mind in this game, the, the UConn being number one and Creighton having never beat a number one team, or the fact that UConn's only beat Creighton once ever? Yeah, I think you got to look at it from the latter position. You can't really – okay, also – the rankings right now are kind of all over the place with how many teams lost yes. in that top 25. Not saying UConn doesn't deserve to be. They're a, definitely a top five team. Yeah, they're definitely a top but five no team. there's no dominant team in no. college basketball right. either, which is why they are the I would number say, one team And right literally, now. it's like, you, you, I mean, you guys don't remember because you're a lot younger than me probably, but like in 07, I think it Back was, in, your days. in college football, there was. <laughs> Anna was a 2000 baby, so that's really old. <laughs> Listen, I started remembering football about seven, uh, but there was this, there was a stretch in college football where the number two team team in the country lost like four weeks in a row mm-hmm. and that kind of felt like last week in college yeah. basketball where it's like I think Kansas ended up at number two at one point U- USF South Florida ended up at one at number two in the country at one point that year because everybody else just lost mm-hmm. and not to say that UConn isn't really really good but they kind of just were like well we're the only people that survived last week yeah. so we're number one and in they're the doing it without now. a big man yeah they've been without Who could be back our guy, says limited, unlikely. He, our guy says limited minutes if he is back. They're going to bring him yeah. along slow, it sounds like. I, I, li- I just listened to Dan Hurley's little press conference that he did about him, but he said he practiced back-to-back days, which was a good sign. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Sign. Are they bluffing, though, and they're just and he's actually fine, and they're just going to play him? Or is he not fine, and they're right, saying you, that he's practicing because, because they want Creighton to be aware of his presence? Yeah. I know, and it's funny because Dan Hurley knows what he's doing. Like when he's talking to the media, these coaches, like these coaches aren't dumb. They know everyone's listening. They know the opposing team's listening. So it always has me thinking, like, do I trust this guy? I do gotta say, <laughs> <are> sneaky. <laughs> I I really dislike Dan Hurley. I know he's a great basketball coach. He's controversial for sure. I would like in incredibly punchable. Very face. punchable. <laughs> incredibly. I was about to say the same thing. Incredibly All right, punchable. Shock is smart. Though, ooh, where would you I, rank? I, I where would you I'd rank? Punch Shaka in the face. <laughs> I, I would. I don't know. I wouldn't do it before Hurley, but I I would put Shaka also a very punchable face. But Hurley is. I think Hurley's probably tops of my list in the Big East mm-hmm. for punchable faces. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't know that there's anybody else that I. I think a lot of people agree with you. He gets under Twitter my, does not oh, like. Oh man, he gets under my skin so much. Although I gotta say. The Shaka Smart, like, playing defense really bothers me, too. <laughs> that was crazy. I would trip him. Like, <laughs> he, like if I was a ref or a player, like, I would just, like, trip him and have him fall on the ground. You know, you know the refs don't have to trip anybody. They can just tee them up. Yeah, no, I would. There is power <laughs> when you wear the the black and white stripes. You know what's funny, though, is you could trip him and be like, oh, I you you tripped me. You were on the floor, teed up. So both <laughs> he ends up on his butt and you tee him up. That's that's what I would do if I was a ref because I'm petty like that. Yeah. Um, but no, Shaka Smart and, and Dan Hurley, probably the most punchable faces in the league. I think the Big East has some of the most recognizable and fiery coaches across college basketball. Would you guys agree? Oh, great coaches in the Big East. I mean, it's a little less so now. SEC is pretty wild, too. SEC is a little uh, wild. Musselman, yeah. Uh, you got one, Nate Oates putting hands on a yeah, Missouri right. guy last night. Um, Nate Oates is a weird dude. That's a punchable guy. <laughs> Him and Musselman both very punchable faces. Um, but no, the, the SEC gets a little wild. But the cool thing about the Big East is you've not only got guys that are personalities, but they're also really, really good basketball coaches. I mean, coaches. did you hear what Rick Pitino said in his? I did hear what Rick Pitino <laughs> said. He's uh, he's a character. They've for got sure. characters. See, in the he Big started East. as a punchable face, but it's like fallen off the list because of uh, with his age and how yeah, that would just how be... obnoxious he kind of is. Uh, 
you know, he's kind of like the grandpa that tells you stories, yeah. but like also like shoots you straight. You're kind of like I'm, I'm like I'm cool with Rick Pitino. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't dislike Rick Pitino as much as I used to. I mean I don't I don't know how much I would want to hang out with him, but he doesn't like get under my skin. What about Fran McCaffrey? That's what Travis. Oh, is Fran asking. McCaffrey, incredibly punchable face, <laughs> so punchable. I would I'd pop that guy right in the nose. Um, Sean Miller, really don't like Sean Miller. Oh, not yeah. a Sean Miller. guy He's a at winner, all. Uh, but yeah, I. Again, I just kind of like Shaka. I don't know if I'd punch Sean Miller in the mouth. I would definitely punch Sean Miller in the face. Uh, I don't mind. Are we clipping these? We do. <laughs> We're just gonna send them out to all the uh, coaches. Assault. Yeah. I I wouldn't. I don't mind Thad Mata. That's fine. Robbie, third degree assault. Uh, <laughs> I don't mind Ed Cooley. That's fine. Kim English is. Uh, I mean, he's a Missouri legend, so yeah. I, I can't. Ever I don't punch have any issue with Kim Kim English yet. I'll give it time. Uh, we got we got time still. I really. I don't have a problem with. Mata. Uh, no no problem with Mata. No problem with Cooley. Uh, no problem with Holloway. Yeah, I was going to bring up. Um, uh, yeah, it's most. I don't have a problem with Kyle Neptune. It's mostly Shaka Smart and Dan Hurley. <laughs> you, you don't like the guys that win. <laughs> yes, they're very annoying. They're super annoying. I hate it. Yeah, if you, you can bring all the losers you want in the CHI, and you're in no danger. I'll just we'll, you take your L and go home. That's fine. Although, even when they lose, Shaka and Danny Hurley are both, like, I don't know. They're, they really get under my skin. I don't know what it is. I, dis, I dislike them a lot. <laughs> now, Anna, if you're thinking about UNO hockey here for a moment, mm-hmm. because they are back in the yeah. top 20 for college rankings, and you're thinking of punchable faces. <laughs> on the hockey team? Not on the hockey team, like oh. of, of teams they play. Okay. Like, where would you rank, where, where would you rank it? Because the – the conference they play in the NCHC is, is full of dominant players, mm-hmm. but like North Dakota has to be number one. North Dakota's number one. But where would you fall with like two and three on that list? Because I think you could go a lot of different yeah. directions. Denver's the first one that comes to mind, in mm. my opinion. Um, also, because they've pretty much always been top five mm-hmm. in the country. So kind of Denver's for always reasons. Yeah, <laughs> they win. Um, North Dakota's just like, ah, they're unbearable. <laughs> North Dakota, yeah. But number three. Would geez. you say, like, because St. Cloud State is good, but, like, I don't know if they're, like, punchable face good. No. Then you have Duluth, who's kind of, like, borderline, but, like, could really get under your skin. I, don't I, I know think- they don't really like Minnesota State. Because mm. yeah. they play them okay, every so, year. So out of the conference. Though. Yeah, okay. so out of the conference. Going out. I, I like mean, it. whenever you play a Michigan or Ohio State team. You sure. always want to beat the Big Ten schools. Yeah. What about Western Michigan? I, I That one also weirdly came to mind, but I'm going to go Duluth just because okay. of their success, okay. too. So basically, we're just saying these are the most successful yeah. teams. <laughs> the the I teams say, that you don't like and the coaches you don't like are the ones that win. Yep. I will say, Jay Wright's as good as any coach that's ever come through the, through the Big East, and I love Jay Wright. I didn't yeah. want to punch that's him in the That's the same thing with Greg McDermott. I mean, we're probably biased because we're from here and we get to talk to him, <laughs> but like he is, he is just a nice guy. Like I don't think – I don't think – People disrespect him across the conference. No. I do think people disrespect Dan Hurley a little bit because he's he's kind of a nutso. Well, like you wouldn't you wouldn't punch Coach K in the face. Uh, no, no, I don't think I would. No, I wouldn't. He's he's. I, I respect Coach K. I respect. Uh, uh, I might co- I might punch Bill Self in the face. <laughs> <laughs> he's like borderline. I think Bill Self. John funny. Calipari. <laughs> no, I don't mind. I don't mind Coach Cal. I know a lot of people don't like him. I really don't mind Coach Cal. I don't know how good of a coach he is, but I don't mind him. Who's Michigan's coach right now? So, Juwan Howard. No, yeah. now he would punch you yeah. in the face. Yeah. <laughs> He's had some issues. Yeah. He would punch you in the face for sure. Uh, uh, I mean, most punchable face up here is Andrew. So. Easy. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'd punch myself in the yeah. face. 
Um, well, I got the beard to absorb it. It's not going to do any yeah, good to yeah. punch me in the face. You got to watch out there. I feel like I have a punchable face, too. <laughs> <laughs> so Why? No. Why do you think you have a... I don't know. My friends say yeah, that. Shane over here just said he would punch you in the face. Because sometimes I, I just that. have like an evil grin on my Shane, face. Shane, you can't say that, man. <laughs> you, just, you can't say that. You're, just, you're, mischief, you're mischievous yeah, looking. Yeah. You're just always up to maybe something. it's just my friends it's probably just your friends <laughs> hopefully it's just your friends nobody can uh do you that. mentioned omaha hockey they've got denver number five yeah. uh-huh. in the big country weekend. coming up this big, weekend big weekend. friday and saturday at the baxter arena uh we've got the we've got some hockey we got hockey guests coming up tomorrow right mm-hmm. so we'll preview that series who are we talking to tomorrow shane ty that's a super good Forward question of the week he said i don't know you can also speak into the headset too you're wearing one it wasn't pretty it's flickering. No, just got to stay. We're speaking on. to somebody <laughs> on that team tomorrow. We're going to talk awesome. Omaha hockey tomorrow, and so we'll we're getting you. somebody. Thank you, Shane. That's yeah, thanks, Shane. We'll be on it. Very enlightening. Uh, we will. We you will. should ask them the same question. <laughs> who, 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 who's who the most punch punchable face, face on their team? <laughs> no, well, that, you should ask that because I would love to hear the answer, and they're going to say Brock Bremer. Uh, but I would also love I'd to hear the Brock teams. In the face. <laughs> uh, you, you love to hear it. Uh, before Brock's a meanie butt to me. Before we get to <laughs> trivia here in the next segment. Um, Anything you're looking for tonight with Creighton and UConn as they head out mm. at uh, 6, 6 p.m.? Well, if Donovan's playing, I think will be the number one thing to, sure. to see if Dan Hurley was lying or not. Um, <laughs> Probably. <laughs> doesn't, doesn't seem trustworthy. How Kalkbrenner does, um, I think, is a big key to success. If you haven't, look at Jacob Padilla's uh, Twitter thread on that and just like his film breakdown because it really shows you how crucial Kalkbrenner is to the success of Creighton. I mean, not like that's rocket science to anybody, but I think he breaks down in a really cool way. Um, also, when you look at um, how how Creighton responds to adversity, they had a nine-point deficit in the second half uh, to St. John's. Baylor Shireman got teed up. Whether you think that was the right call or not, doesn't matter. It still happened. And I think that team could have folded. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe even past weeks that Creighton team would have folded. But I think something has kind of been sparked in them and ignited uh, over the past week or so maybe in practice I don't know exactly but I think they've they've responded a lot better to adversity and now it's adversity on the road against the number one team in the country so if that doesn't show you what you're made of I don't think anything will so that's exactly what I'm looking forward to tonight and you got to shut down Alex Caravan yeah that dude has been unbelievable over the last four games he's shooting 42 percent from downtown and has and is averaging 19 points per game and he can't right miss, and he's feeling it. Mm-hmm. He's feeling the flow, just like Abby Gilmore. Feel the flow, Abby. <laughs> Feel the flow. That's Alex Caravan. It's, it's about shutting him down. It, if you take away him, the chances of winning this game are tremendously higher, even if mm-hmm. the big man plays. And that's, you take away Caravan, you're good. And that's one of the things Creighton tends to do really well at is they make the best player on the other team work incredibly hard for what they get. Mm-hmm. We see that pretty consistently from this team they'll probably still end up close to their average in points but it's going to be an inefficient slog Mm -hmm. of a way to try and get there that's kind of been the uh, Greg McDermott mo defensively as they've improved over the last few years they just try and make it as difficult as possible on the star players so it'll be interesting to see if that's the approach to take with caravan as well the problem against UConn is you do have a couple guys mm-hmm. that are really capable we talked to Dom earlier about Tristan Newton about uh, about Stefan Castle um, Solomon Ball as well these are all guys that are either highly rated recruits or they've been in the program for a while that it's going to be really challenging to 
decide who you're going to take away and make their life a little bit more difficult. That's a lot easier if Klingon's not playing <laughs> yeah. and Ryan Kalkbrenner can patrol the paint. But on top of that, you know Creighton offers the same thing. That's true. Because if they take away, let's just say, Shireman. Yeah. You well, got Trey. You got, deal you, with got Trey and you got Tricky Trey on the other hand, so you gotta watch be careful. out for Tricky Trey. Uh, coming up next, we've got some trivia and to Ricky Icky trivia. We've got some. <laughs> we, I don't know what happened there. Uh, we've got an opportunity for you to win Omaha Supernovas tickets as well. Coming up here on Herd Sports Radio.